we give Ryan a big hand clap as he comes on up here? Thank you. Let's just pray real quick before we start. How many of you guys feel the Lord in this place already? Pastor John feels him. Well, Lord, we just thank you for your presence here, Lord. We thank you for all that you did this past week, and Lord, we thank you for your heart towards us and your love towards us, Lord. And we thank you for this season, Holy Spirit, as you show us what it means to host your presence, to be your dwelling place, Lord. And I ask, Lord, that you would make us so sensitive to your nearness, Lord, that you would make us sensitive to your touch, Lord. In the prayer room, out of the prayer room, at the church, out of the church, Lord, that we would become so sensitive to who you are. In Jesus' name. So this has been the past couple of weeks, once we started uh, the dwell mandate for January, um, there's been this prayer that the Lord's been dropping in my heart, and I just wanted to encourage everyone and it's fun. At the beginning of the year, how many of you guys feel like you got fresh vision for 2024, right? And um, it's funny, at the beginning of the year, you, we write down all these beautiful goals from the Lord. And I truly believe that we go from glory to glory. And God, he, he gives us more to steward as our life goes on. And it's a good thing to have mandates over your life. And these are things from God. But something the Lord kept dropping in my heart at the beginning of the year and it wasn't, this is like a 3 a.m. prayer time when I'm like half awake and I'm holding Kinsley. And I just started saying, Lord, like, make me sensitive to you. Like, Lord, I want to be sensitive to you. And I was like, she had just like peed on me a little bit. And I'm like trying to clean her up. And it just popped out of nowhere. And I really feel like it was the Lord. And Lord, make me sensitive to you. And I really feel like this month is going to be really special. And there's been this word that's been fluttering around my head, and it's just encounter. And uh, we used to say that word like a lot, a lot. I feel like in the 2010s, like encounter conference, encounter weekend, come to encounter nights. And we, the language kind of moves as like time goes, but it still means the same thing. But that word kept popping into my head and my heart. And I was like, Lord, like I want to encounter you. Like, I want to feel your tangible presence rest on me. And, um, and so I want to read a scripture. It's my favorite scripture. And um, it's really just been kind of what I've been trying to let the Lord imprint onto my heart this January. Because how many of you guys know we got a lot of events going on at church, right? We got a lot of dwell times. We got a lot of things we got to do. Media department, we always have a long list. We got merch that we got to get out, Lord willing. We got slides. And... Um, in this scripture, every time like I get something added to my list, I start thinking about this scripture, and it's Revelation 3.20, and we could turn there together, and I know a lot of y'all know it by heart, which is beautiful. This is like one of those scriptures when somebody prays or uses, I'm like, he's onto something. He's onto something. And this is Jesus, and he's talking in Revelation to the different churches, and he's talking to the lukewarm church here, and he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Everyone knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens up the door, I will come into him and dine with him, and he with me. And this is the reality that we live in as believers, is that wherever we go, no matter the setting, there is a door that Jesus is on the other side. And it's kind of like one of those crazy things that you really have to let set into your heart is, no matter where I go, 
who I'm with, the Lord, he's there with me. And not just in the sense of his preeminence and he's there with me wherever. He is literally standing at the door, knocking at my heart. And I just want us to be sensitive to the Lord. I want to be sensitive to the Lord. There's been so many Wednesdays before 2.32 and we're in the prayer room and it's just been a long day and I don't feel sensitive to the Lord and I just feel out of place. I feel, I feel fluttered in my mind and I just say, Lord, I, want to, I need to be sensitive to you. Like I want to feel you, Lord. And then I feel his rest and his stillness. And I believe that the Lord, he's bringing us all back to this non-negotiable place of, Lord, I have to have you. I have to have you beyond anything else. There is, uh, Taylor, she was singing, and I know they sang it at Upper Room, is, um, is I, if I have you, I have everything, and without you, I don't desire anything. And, like, that is a non-negotiable place of the Holy Spirit. And that's his heart for us, and it's his desire for our heart to be for him. And I remember a couple years ago, and there's this trap and for all of our people that are like interns, there's this trap whenever you start walking with the Lord and you feel so zealous and you're like, Lord, anything, I don't care, I'll, I'll do anything, it doesn't matter. But as life goes on, there's a desire to be a mature believer. Everyone say mature. And I fell into the trap of thinking that as time went on, my zealousness would fade and my wisdom would increase. And I'd see myself in settings in God's presence where I used to be like flat on my face and I'd be sitting there and I'm like, let me try to discern what's going on. And I'd be like, I'm so mature. Like I saw Brian Guerin stand like this, so I'm gonna stand like this. Every, and I started doing this and I, was, I thought it was wisdom and we had a, a Jesus regional here and it's like 2016 and I'd only been following the Lord for like two years. And I thought that I achieved this like, uttermost maturity where I can have this dominance. You, got, you start using all these, my spiritual authority has risen. I am, you know, peaking at the moment. And, and I remember it, Upper Room was here and Joel Figueroa, how many guys love Joel, right? I feel like I can sing whenever he sings. <laughs> he just unlocks something. But I remember he was singing and he was going off and he didn't care about anything and he was being free unto the Lord and true freedom unto the Lord unlocks freedom in the room. That's why when Pastor Liz ministers, it allows us to be free because that's like the freedom that the Lord has given her that it just reproduces freedom when it's true and authentic. And I remember my mom was talking to me and we were debriefing and she was like, oh my gosh, that was so special, just like how he was going after the Lord. And she's like, it kind of reminded me of you. Not right now though, like, but like earlier on, you know, and I know, I know you're like, you've, you've gotten mature and like you have a lot more wisdom now. And she actually didn't mean it as a slight, but my heart knew the reality of where I was. And I just like broke down in that moment and I was like, it's kind of like, you're like, what am I doing? And there's just so many things to do. But when the Lord's in the room, there's only one thing to do. And that's to look at him. And my heart for myself, my family, and for young people is that it wouldn't just be like that in a dwell, in a corporate worship setting. And it's not legalism, it's love. 
that wherever he wants to show up and touch my heart, that I would be willing and ready. And, you know, a lot of the things that happen on Sunday mornings, 2.32, it's all an overflow of how we host the Lord here. And it's kind of funny, you, we don't realize it, but how many guys know God's not contained to one room? And so like dwell times, when we minister to the Lord, he's not just in this room, he's settling into this place. And I truly believe that the way we work, we're hosting him all around the campus. Not even if you have a mic or you're in the room, we are hosting him as a campus. And then the overflow on like a Wednesday night, 2.32, is he's been settling here. And he enjoys being here because we enjoy being with him. And I remember conversations, and even it was funny, like two Wednesdays ago, me and Christian were working on slides in the back, and we had on a, a, a service going, and all of a sudden the Lord just started entering the room. And there's been many times where I feel that, and what do I sometimes do? Just, I just keep on going because I'm like, I got a deadline, I got to get it. But it was beautiful because that Wednesday, I think we just kind of let him settle into that back room. And his glory was there. He was there. He stepped into the room. And our life with the Lord opens up. And God's so real. How real is he? No, I'm just kidding. God's so real. Is that, is that our human mind can't even grasp the reality of who God is. And I know that sounds like super whatever. But it's true. And I've been like, God's been dropping in me how real he is how real he is, and I just believe in this season, as a dwelling place, is God is extending an invitation. He's at the door. He's not even on the way. He's at the door, and he's extending an invitation for us to be with him morning, noon, and night, everywhere we go, and when you allow the Lord, and you open that door and let him come in, oh man, your heart begins to bloom, and then it becomes so much easier to enter in on corporate worship. And really, I love all of our worship team because they're all so beautiful is because they host the Lord wherever they go. And then that's why it's so easy for them to, to pave a runway for us to enter the Lord too. And you can't put the cart before the horse. Is that the Lord in his presence moves everything. It moves all strategy. It moves all dreams. It moves all pursuits. And sometimes I used to miss the days where I didn't have any responsibility. And I was like 20 years old. I lived with my mom. I was a waiter. I was stacking up cash with no payments, you know. And it was easy for me just to like always be giving the Lord everything because I had Nothing to do, really, except be with the Lord. And there'd be times where I'd be in seasons of my life that felt so busy, and I'd be like, oh, Lord, I just wish I didn't have anything. Like, I just wish it could be like when I was 19. And then I realized that, you know, that was beautiful, but it was very, like, a very immature thought or a very starting place thought. And then I realized that the Lord, he really wanted, he gives me more in my life so he can like be in everything that he's given me. And 
I stopped desiring, Lord, oh, take me back. There's a story that Pastor Andy shares about uh, where he was with, he, he talked to his spiritual father, John Osteen, and he's in the hallway, and he hasn't talked to him that much, and he says, uh, Pastor John, don't you dismiss the old days, the old, the old glory days, and you, know, and you know what Pastor John Osteen does? He rebukes Pastor Andy, <laughs> and he's like, there's greater glory. And it really is. Every season of our lives, like, like, enjoy this season that you're in, no matter what stage, if you're an intern or if you're on staff, enjoy it. But there will be more that the Lord gives you and the more that the Lord asks of you. But that doesn't mean that his presence diminishes because he gives you more. That doesn't mean that the amount that he wants to encounter you pulls back because you have more responsibility. It just means that he's wanting to break our boxes even more and even more and even more. And my last thing that I'll say as we go into Dwell 24, which is going to be amazing, right? God's going to show up. He's going to touch the city. He's going he's gonna to drop down his glory is we all have responsibility. We all have to tend to his house. But... I've just found, I love media now. I had such a struggle before because I couldn't see the Lord in it because I didn't, I, I didn't acknowledge that there was that door right there in everything. And I tried to quit like five times media. Pastor Jeff and Pastor Eric had to like talk me off a ledge one time. God took me all the way to Kona to tell me, keep doing exactly what I'm doing. I'm like, go, I'll send me, Lord. He's like, all right, keep doing exactly what you're doing. But... I remember there was one 10C, and it was like uh, 10C19, and this is when I started taking a lot more responsibility with different media things, and before I used to be able just to show up, I'd help like clean the kitchen, and then I'd get to be in worship the whole time, and I enjoyed it, and this was one of the first services where I had responsibility, I had roles, I had things that I had to do the whole conference, and it was the busiest, and I remember telling the Lord is, I said, Lord, this is the most I'm ever gonna do, but I wanna encounter you the most I've ever encountered you, this conference. Lord, I'm not gonna let the lie that I have to suffer because I serve. Lord, I want more of you. And you know, the Lord, he'll, he'll honor hunger. That's like when the woman of the, the issue of blood reached and touched his garment, it stopped him. He feels hunger, he feels faith. And it was during a day session and Shout out to everyone who helps with media. Anytime we have to move gear or sound or instruments, cables, anytime you have to move something, it's not fun. You know, unless you're just wired like that. I'm not wired like that. But I remember I had a bunch of camera gear, camera stuff, and I'm kind of one of those people that let's get it done early. That way we can chill before. And so I'm rushing and I'm on my way out of the service and it's kind of like one of those like little afterglow things. People are talking. They have like a track playing. And I remember I'm walking, and all of a sudden, I hear the Lord say, like, stop. And I'm right there by those black double doors. And I just stop. And I close my eyes, and I have all this gear in my hand. And I just start feeling the Lord touch me. And still to this day, it's one of the most beautiful encounters I've had. And I didn't expect to cry in front of everyone. But... Man, he showed up, and it wasn't exactly where I expected, and it wasn't on the altar, and I had stuff in my hands, but he chose that moment to walk through that door, and I'm so glad that I stopped. And there's that, what the disciples say is, didn't our hearts burn when he was with us? 
And I just know, I just know that I know that I know that the Lord wants to encounter us so much more outside of our services and outside of even our dwell times. And I just encourage y'all guys to allow the Lord and to be hungry for the Lord in your meetings, in your conversations. It said, I read a book by John Wimber about the Jesus uh, revival in California and the Jesus movement, and he said one of the biggest marking traits of that revival is that when you went into coffee shops and when you went into restaurants, you could hear the conversations at tables being about Jesus. And he said it was one of the biggest, biggest showcases that God was moving. And I just, I feel like that's like the Lord's like rumbling in his heart is that like we would just let him move everywhere like the Denny's and that's a, such a beautiful testimony at Jinya, at the Boba Shop, where, I know, 5-8, come on, right? All of our beloved places. And I just encourage us to ask the Lord to tenderize our heart, to let us be sensitive, and then to let him move when he wants to move, because it's not gonna always be convenient, and it's gonna look weird. Pastor Liz sliding under that table and hungry looked weird. It wasn't convenient, it wasn't conventional, but that's a, that's a marking that she'll have for the rest of her life. By those black double doors is a marking that I'll have for the rest of my life. I want more markings that I'm gonna have for the rest of my life. And I want everyone that I know and I don't know to have markings. Because once that happens, you're done. You're ruined. Once you slide under a table and hungry, you are done. You are ruined, okay? And you know what? God, he handles all the details. Yeah, I had to move camera gear. We didn't set up late. You know, we didn't move late. And we just got to move beyond that and just let the Lord capture us and romance us. So I'm going to pray, then I'll invite Pastor Jeff back. Lord, I just thank you for your heart for us, Lord, that you so want to be with us. So, Lord, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just make us tender to your heart towards us, Lord. And that when you move on us, Lord, that we would be open to hosting you, to loving you, to seeing you, Lord. Don't let our hearts become hardened to you, Lord. Lord, we just want to be one with you. We just want to love what you love. And we want to get rid of things that you want to get rid of, Lord. So, Lord, let our hearts burn this season, Lord. Let us fall in love with you. Lord, I thank you for removing distraction, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that everything you've graced us to get done is gonna get done by your spirit, Lord. And that we have the freedom to tend to your heart, to host you and to love on you and to be loved by you, Lord. And so, Lord, we just say that we're open, Lord, and we're hungry for you. And Lord, even for those of us who are struggling with our hunger, Lord, give us a gift of hunger, Lord. Give us a desire to be sensitive to you, Lord. And so, Lord, we say that we're excited, we're expectant, Lord. And we know that when your spirit shows up, your joy is there, Lord, your love is there. And we wanna have more encounters with you, Lord. We want Houston to encounter you, Lord. We want the nations to encounter your love, Lord. But first, do it in us, Lord. Do it in us. I'm hungry to encounter you, Lord. Just tell them that right now. I'm hungry to encounter you, Lord. And I don't care where it's at. We don't care where it's at, Lord.
and we bless you. In Jesus' name.